Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guest speaker. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind. You will never influence the world by being just like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now let's hear from our guest speaker. Hello, everyone. This is Jackie Freeman, and welcome to Leading on Purpose. Today, I am very excited to have a very, very special guest with me, and we're going to talk about thriving in corporate America, and that is Rodney Gillespie. My guest today, Rodney, is someone that has been a very, very special um, person in my life and my career who's helped me so many times in my career. And so I am going to start off by asking Rodney a quick, fun question, and we're going to get into his background. So Rodney, my first question to you is, we know that we've been in this pandemic for, what, over six months now. What is the first thing that you are going to do when the pandemic pandemic is over? <laughs> so uh, first, I'd just say, hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate that. And uh, when the pandemic is over, like over, over, the first thing I'm doing is traveling, and I think it's London. I'm headed. I'm headed to London to uh, explore, and just enjoy, you know, some some real good fun in uh, in the UK. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. As soon as this thing is over. Hey, that sounds good to me. I am so missing traveling right now. Yes. I am really, really missing traveling. So, you know, that's going to bring me to you have had an amazing career journey. So we knew each other back um, at one of the, the major pharmaceutical companies. So if you could please walk everyone through that's listening on this call, your, your career or this podcast, excuse me, your career journey. Yeah, Jackie, um, I guess, I'll, you know, I'll try to be really brief on this because it's uh, been a long career, but a fun and rewarding career. And, and, I, and I'll give sort of buckets. Like the first part of my career, I did the traditional in pharma. I did the sales rep, uh, sales training, and then district manager role. And then that's when the pivot came for me where I moved from sales into sort of the market access type of uh, position as an account director. Um, I moved over to a biotech company and I uh, was with Amgen for, for a bit and spent quite a bit of time basically honing my skills as a uh, market access sort of expert for lack of a better word. And, you know, I did it from a leadership, from an account director side to a leadership side in the field to actually doing the marketing side uh, for market access. Uh, extremely valuable, really helped me in terms of establishing that foundation. And then I made the move to uh, the company where I met you at uh, AstraZeneca. And um, I moved there actually into a market access uh, like marketing role leadership role, working with big PBMs, national payers, et cetera. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, move into a sort of sales leadership role in so those were the days of the big primary care sales forces. So, you know, leading a uh, area like West Coast, which had basically about 800 salespeople. So developed some strong, you know, leadership abilities, leading um, through different layers, right? It was sort of a I guess I'll call it a third line leader. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me to continue to grow my career. And then um, 
after sort of growing up, I like to say through sales leadership and coming in house and doing some more roles, a little bit of marketing, I, um, I decided to go overseas with my family and move to, uh, to London, to the UK, which is one of the reasons I just really love that city, one of my favorite cities in the world. And I took on a uh, international uh, brand head role, basically leading a diabetes franchise, having a chance to work across all the international markets. So my responsibilities were basically leading the diabetes franchise for all markets except for believe it or not, even though I'm sitting in the UK, except for Europe and North America. So I had a chance to get exposed to China being one of my biggest markets, Russia, Brazil, Mexico, um, the Middle East. It was an amazing opportunity. I did a lot of traveling. You know, my family didn't see me a lot. They're like, why do we move here and you're never here? <laughs> um, but it was uh, an amazing experience. I got the chance to really understand more cultures um, and how, how they operate and, and how to influence different cultures, um, which I think really continued to help build my skills. And then I was fortunate enough after that role basically to go and do a, uh, get a large P&L responsibility as the country president uh, for the Southern African business uh, for AZ at the time. And um, I spent three years over in the UK, and then I spent another three and a half years in uh, in South Africa um, as my hub in Johannesburg. Again, another great family experience, great leadership experience. Learned so much, sort of as uh, that uh, ultimate P and L responsibility. Learned a lot more about finance than I'd ever learned uh, being in that role. Um, and then I was. I came back home. I came back to uh, to the States, came to AZ uh, for a short time in a global role, and then got recruited over to uh, my current role where I sit today, um, leading the sales and marketing team for oncology at uh, Janssen. And Excellent. so it's been a it's been a fun, fun uh, ride. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about thriving in corporate America. And clearly you have done that, Rodney. I mean, you have a 20 plus year successful career in corporate America, and that's not always easy. So congratulations for the tremendous success that you have had. And, Thanks, you know, I want to take you back that. for a moment to your childhood. And I want to think about things that your parents taught you. So what, what did you take from your parents that you think has led to your success? Yeah, that one is actually really easy. It's uh, my parents' number one sort of um, thing they put instilled in me was just to be a good person. And um, it was about treating people right, about um, if you expect to be treated right, you got to treat people right. And so really... The foundation of me engaging with people is always about doing the right thing. And that's that's what they really instilled in me. And, I, and that plays out and it's played out in every role I've had. And it plays out today. Right. Always you know, doing the right thing for people and about people. Right. So that's where my parents played a big role. And that probably will tie into the next question I'm going to ask you, Rodney, because I mean, I can attest to the fact that you do always do the right thing. I think about how many people you have mentored, I know at AstraZeneca, I think almost everyone, especially of color at AstraZeneca was, was being mentored by you for sure. And, and many, many others I know. So you do always do the right thing and always make time for people, which is absolutely outstanding. So when you think about your career, what are some of the greatest lessons that you have learned on your career journey? that have continued to contribute to your success? Um, the greatest lessons would be treat people right, treat them as you would like to be treated. That's definitely, you know, something I practice and I learn it actually pays off to do that. It, you know, so that's been a great lesson. Be yourself, be authentic. Um, you know, I've never tried to 
be someone that I'm not. And, you know, I've always said, you know, I am the same person at work that I am at home. Um, I've always been that way. And, and, you know, uh, people have accepted that about me, uh, knowing that I'm authentic. And then I think, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm also very competitive, right? I've, I've been very competitive since, uh, my early days and always wanting to be the best. So that comes through too. It's, you know, be competitive and win. You almost, um, as you want to grow your career, you, you like to take things off the table. So I never wanted anyone to say, well, when you get your, your, you know, you and I being in sales and marketing, when you get your numbers up, you know, we can talk. That was never a question with me. I was always driving numbers. You take that off the table and it's like, okay, I'm performing. So let's talk about some other opportunities and how I can continue to grow my career. Right. So what I hear you saying there, Rodney, it's really about performing in your current job. I mean, no matter what you're looking to achieve next, you have to first perform in your current role. And that's absolutely critical. Perform in your current role. You can't get through without it. It's number one. Absolutely. 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 You know, and also I want to ask you, Rodney, um, you know, you've had definitely a successful career, but I think everyone, no matter how successful you are, you face challenges from time to time. So share with, share with us a challenge that you have faced and, and what did you, how did you overcome it and what did you learn from that challenge? Um, the, the challenge I faced probably, I think about is, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm such a people person that I give people the benefit of the doubt. And uh, probably one time, you know, I, I sort of, uh, I like to say, gave someone too much rope um, and, you know, that could be good and bad. It's good for the person, but sometimes it doesn't turn out well. And for me, it didn't turn out so well. And I think what I learned is when you're trying to establish a culture, you're only as good as sort of the, and I hate to use this, but the worst person, right? Like if you're trying to establish a culture of trust and a culture of commitment and a culture of accountability, but you have someone on your team that you can't trust, they're not accountable, they're not committed, that's the culture. Right. That is the culture. And unfortunately, you got you have to sort of um, find a way for people to sort of take on other responsibilities where it might be a better fit for them. So, you know, that's been the challenge for me. I think there's been a couple of occasions where I just waited too long because I was trying to give people that extra rope. But, you know, at the end of it, I'm I'm okay with it because, you know, I rather be there instead of, uh, you know, cutting people off at the knees and not being fair at the end of the day. So. Um, it's a lesson learned, but it's also something that you grow from and you figure out how to work through it. Now, that's a great example. I, I think about my early days as a district sales manager, and I remember going into the role thinking I'm going to save everyone, that I'm never going to have <laughs> to let anyone go because I do care deeply about people. Yeah. And and I and I I too did the same thing. I held on to people definitely far too long, and eventually you figure it out. And and I would agree. I'd rather have done that than really being too quick. But it's yeah. definitely a, a lesson to be learned for sure. Now, let's talk about mentors in your life. I know we've had discussions before about mentors and sponsors. Talk to us about mentors in your life and how they have played a significant role. Yeah, mentors have been really important to me. Um, I think what I, what's helped me with mentors is they help me. They've been very honest with me when I sometimes can't see the truth. Um, they've done a good job of helping me see the truth. When I've become stuck, not really knowing where to go, I think my mentors have given me some tools to help me get through some challenges and uh, and really. I think mentors have helped me in terms of figuring out my career path. Like, 
you know, what are the things that I wanted to do? What are the things that I enjoy doing? And not just sort of following the sort of um, the path that someone else may want to create for you, really creating that path for yourself based on your own personal interest. That really, that, that advice came from a mentor of mine. And I like to say I'm here because, and I, and I go way back to one of my first mentors um, who helped me sort of put on paper. He said to me, Rodney, you have to put on paper what you really want to do, what you want to become. And um, so not only did I think it, but I wrote it and I held that close to me. And I, even to this day, I still have that same piece of paper, Um, but it's really helped. I haven't followed it to a T, but it really has given me sort of that guidepost of what direction I'm going. And I'm thankful for that, uh, that early mentor that really helped me to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is so true. I mean, writing things down just crystallizes it for you and it gives you that direction that you need to achieve it. So definitely believe in writing things down. And, you know, let's talk about mentors versus sponsors. So we that is definitely something that everyone doesn't necessarily have clarity on is what is the difference between a mentor and a sponsor? So in your eyes, what is the difference? And then how has a sponsor helped you as well? Yeah, I, I think a mentor is someone you probably engage with more often. They give you advice, you work through challenges, you know, you sort of talk through different initiatives. A sponsor may be someone that you don't talk to as often. Um, you engage with them, but sponsors usually, I mean, so one, mentors can be in and outside of your company, right? They can be a part of your company or they can be a part of another company or even another um, industry. Sponsors should be, from my perspective, within your company, because what a sponsor is, is there's someone that's sitting at the table in a senior role, and when your name comes up, they're putting in some positive words for you about you, because you always need someone speaking up for you in that room, and there's always a room of people talking about talent. That's a fact, right? Talent is talked about in terms of succession planning, in terms of where people go, and if you're fortunate enough to have your name being brought up in that um, discussion, you need somebody who's sitting at that table to speak up for you. And it can't always just be your boss. It can't be your manager. You need someone who's not necessarily um, as connected to you on a day-to-day basis that really speaks up. And that's what a sponsor is for me. A sponsor is sitting there, they're speaking up for you, and they're really helping you. And I would say for me, I know who my sponsors have been throughout my career. I know exactly who they are. And I know um, on a couple of occasions, the roles that I was able to get was because of a sponsor. Mm -hmm. One, I know I deserved it. I worked hard, right? I had the skills. But you know, it, it gets it gets competitive, um, as you, especially as you continue to grow in your career. And um, and I know sometimes my sponsors have stepped up and really said, hey, Rodney's the right person for this role. And they had enough influence because you want a sponsor that has influence, right? You also need not just someone, anyone. You need a sponsor that has influence. And when they speak, people listen. And I know that's really helped me a lot. So how did you develop that relationship with the sponsor to get them to speak up on your behalf? Yeah, I, I actually would tell you, um, I'm thinking of one person in particular. I was purposeful. Um, the per- I, This was not a company-sponsored program where they say, hey, you know, uh, Jackie's your sponsor, Rodney, right? This was a Rodney, be purposeful. If, and the only way you're going to continue to grow your career is if you have someone senior that's really helping you. And that's based on some feedback I got from my mentor, quite honestly, like Rodney, you need a sponsor. Um, so then I was purposeful. I didn't really say to the person, I want you to be my sponsor. I just sort of reached out to them, got to know them a little bit more informally. 
And then at some point I just said, Hey, um, you know, I would appreciate it if you could be my sponsor. I don't, I don't need a mentor. I don't need to check in with you every month. But when you're sitting at that table, hopefully you know enough about me that you're willing to say some good things about me as well. And I know that sponsor uh, that I'm thinking of in my head really came through for me. That's great. Yeah, that is so important having those mentors and sponsors who can speak for you when you're not there. Because like you said, you know, there's always a discussion and you want your name to be on that list and for someone to know you, first of all, and then be able to speak, you know, well on your on your behalf. So that's that's a great example. I know that's something that you taught me over the years as well. So definitely excellent. So I'm going to sort of shift gears just a little bit, Rodney. I mean, it's very, very clear. We, we all know what's going on in our society today around social injustice, inequality. There's just so much that's going on right now. And the, the good thing is that a lot of companies are, are making some changes. And certainly we want to see these changes be long lasting. Um, but, you know, it, it's very important for people to be purposeful in what they're doing. So my question for you now, in light of everything that's going on in the world around racial tension, Let's speak to those those individuals of color right now that's working in corporate America. What can they do to be successful in this current environment? Yeah. Um, so number one, I think what they can do is embrace sort of the where we are. Right. Don't don't try to deny it because it's it's sort of it's what's happening to us um, and what's happening to people of color. It's real. And I think you have to sort of embrace it and then you have to talk about it. Right. And have conversations about it. I know we get tired and I hear that from people sometimes. They're like, Rodney, I'm just tired of talking about it. And I say, I understand. I get it. But you can't be tired because if you don't talk about it, it's not going to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Right. And so and I think we're at a point today where people are open to listen. Um, And that's not always the case. And so let's take advantage of when people are open to listen and understand. Not everybody's going to be on your side. Not everyone's going to be aligned. Not everyone's going to agree with what you say. But at least we now have a forum to have people listen. And I say have those conversations. Have them with your, your peers, whether they're white peers or people of color, black peers, whoever it is. Have them with your manager, right? Have those conversations. They're important. And don't be afraid to say what's on your mind and what's really impacting you personally. Um, Because people really do need to understand that what you're going through is real. And then only then can you sort of, I like to say, get to the other side and start to build on what you want to do and where you want to go. And so my my conversation, Sometimes they used to say in uh, corporate America, you shouldn't talk about, you know, religion and, and politics and sometimes even race. But I say right now, the doors are open. Let's have the conversations around race. Let's make them productive and let's continue to uh, help and support each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely it's being talked about. I mean, you see it on the news all the time. A lot of companies are opening that dialogue as well. So it's definitely a good time. And and another question that has come up quite a bit when you're looking at the news or talking about this topic is that there's a a lot of um, individuals, white colleagues that want to be you know, ally, they want to be an advocate. So what would you say to those individuals to help them during this time as well? Well, one, I would say to uh, the black individuals embraced allies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, goes back to my point, don't get tired when people are reaching out to you, um, your white colleagues, and they want to talk, try, try to find the time, try to have those conversations, because they're also trying to understand and trying to understand how they can help. And uh, to be fair to, to those uh, allies, 
I say what you're doing is, is outstanding. Um, it's appreciated. It's needed because without all of us, it won't change. We, you know, black people can't do this alone. White people can't do it alone. You know, it's just all of us coming together, basically holding hands and working together to uh, impact change. And so I really, uh, I've, I got an email actually just today to, from someone and, you know, they're an ally. And at the end of their email, it said something like, um, like, you know, you have your salutation at the end of your email, um, just your permanent, something that sits there. And it just said, you know, something about, you know, ending racism is so important, right? This is from a white colleague. It's not something that I asked her to do. It's just something that she decided to do on her own. And she's not just sending emails to me. She's sending emails all over the company, right? Everyone's going to see that, right? And see that that's important to her. And again, it could generate a conversation or at least make people aware that, you know, we have everybody sort of working together to help in this racism that has been just prevalent for a long time. Yeah, that's great, Rodney. And, and it is so true. I mean, we need to hold hands. We need to lock, lock arms together to make change. So that, that's awesome. Thank you for those answers. So I'm going to do a quick, um, like I call 30 second lightning round here. So I'm going to ask right. you a few questions and I just want you to answer them. The first thing that comes to your mind and then we're going to close out with one final question. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, first question is, um, what was your favorite song in high school? It was Frankly Beverly and Maze, Before I Let Go. That was All it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Beyonce's done a remix of that. That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> um, if you could be a star in any movie, what would it be? Oh, it would be, uh, what is it called? Um, I would do something with the rock and like fast cars. Uh, you know, that, that would be it. That would be the one with the, the cool cars. Fast and Furious, number 10. Fast and Furious, that's it. That would, be, that would be the one. Okay, awesome. Must like cars, huh? I love, I love, love cars. I like to go fast, right? So. Okay, beautiful. Um, one more. What is the food that you could never give up? What food would you never, ever give up? French fries. <laughs> <laughs> I love French fries. I could just have French, the French fries. fries what is for your dinner. favorite place? You know what? It's actually, I, I love French fries, like from, uh, especially during the summertime, like at the boardwalk, you, you go and you grab those hot French fries. Oh, okay. But I have to say, uh, Five Guys has some really good, I don't even, I don't even eat meat. I'm a, I, I, Pescatorian, right? I do fish, but I will go to Five Guys just for some fries. Okay, nice. <laughs> Very nice, Rodney. So, so my final question here is, what is the um, most important and practical action steps that someone can take to really thrive in corporate America? Yeah, I like to say one is, uh, the biggest thing is lift your head up. And what I mean by that, Jackie, is too often we work really hard, and that's, that is a given. We talk about how hard we work. Um, Put that work in. Do do it as you as you know how to do it. Perform, and we talked earlier at the beginning of this about how your performance in your current role is critical. But while you're doing that, lift your head up and see what's going on around you, which means that you need to engage people. You need to network. You need to get to know people. Um, you can't just stay focused on doing your job only. You got to reach out, build some networks. Ho hopefully, you build some sponsors. And uh, of course, gain some mentors at the same time. But I think that to me is so critical. And so many of us get so stuck on 
I'm just going to do my job, do it really well, and then I'm going to get recognized. And I would say, unfortunately, that is not corporate America. Yes, do your job, work hard, do it really well, and then network. Get to know people. Let people get to know who you are as a person. They will see how great you are. They will see all the skills that you bring to the table shine. And then opportunities will truly open up for you. You know, Rodney, I know you gave me that advice when I first moved into corporate uh, headquarters actually about six years ago. Most of my time was still based in, in, you know, as a sales leader. And I will never, ever forget that advice. And I definitely tried to follow it. And then I absolutely see how it's paying off. So yeah, you Rodney, see I'm consistent, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Rodney, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. I want to wish you continued success. You definitely have made a very positive impact on my career and in my life. So thank you for this time. And, and thank you thank for you, being such an amazing leader. And I wish you continued success, Rodney. Same to you, Jackie. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure.